0: Organize Me Radio, Episode 72, Mind Over Matter, Organizing Your Mindset. I'm Naima Ford-Goldson. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Organize Me Radio. I'm Naima Ford-Goldson, and today's guest is an author and a coach, and he hosts the Help Myself podcast. Please welcome John Singletary. Welcome, John.
1: Put the applaud in there. Yay. <laughs> How are you? Thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm really pleased and honored to be here. So it's, it's just a it's an honor. It's a huge honor. So thank you.
0: Well- to talk to another podcast host, first of all, okay, hey,
1: you know what I'm saying. <laughs> the but struggle
0: is real;
1: it really is. It is, <laughs>
0: but I would love to learn a little bit more about you. So, tell us about you. What made you decide to get into coaching? And tell us a little bit about your podcast. Sure.
1: So, uh, I am a Air Force veteran. So, I did 23 years in the Air Force, and um, the coaching part happened because they would say i was a trainer you know i led teams and they always said you know there's something different about the way you train us you always pulled the best out of us so we could do the job and so people were calling me a coach before and so as i started preparing for retirement and going through these classes and they're offering executive coaching certificates and you know all of this and everybody kept telling me i needed to coach and then people started telling me well you already are a coach we're just not paying you for it so that is how I was born, um, just using a lot of my experiences from my military career and just my travels in life. So I'm really passionate. Even, you know, I don't know if I should say this, but my therapist even said, you should be a coach. And I'm like, should you be saying
0: that? <laughs> well, you know, a therapist and a coach, they're different, similar, but they're, they're still different. different.
1: They're, they're absolutely different. Listen, I'm not a therapist. I have no, I'm good with school. <laughs>
0: So, what is your coaching specialty okay
1: that's a great question because you know a lot of people come into life coaching has gotten popular relationship coaching I wanted to be a little more specific something that had different metrics that were i'm a i personally prefer coaches that have done the thing that they're coaching you to do so I wanted to get into executive coaching um interview coaching and and that's what I started with was preparing people to do professional interviews get ready for Suite, uh, C-suite level leadership, you know, vice president, that that level of leadership. So I started there, and then I started getting into some mindset stuff. And a lot of people think mindset is spooky, but I'm like, no, it's practical. I'm not trying to get in your brain and make some magic happen. There's some really practical ways that we can change our mindsets. And so my focus is really on mindset and pointing people towards their greatest path of success with their personal skill set and their personal disposition.
0: So you mentioned that um, C-suite level executives. Is that your client? Do you coach all types of people? Are you coaching entrepreneurs? Who's your client? I'm going to be
1: honest. It would be nice to get more C-suite because they pay good. No, but... (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> no, I enjoy I enjoy working with young people. I'm really passionate about mentoring. So obviously the coaching for younger folks is more of a mentoring and it's less on a pay level, and that's more something I'm just passionate about. Uh, a lot of military. Obviously, my connections, a lot of them are military, some entrepreneurs, and a few, you know, people that needed to me to help guide them through a leadership process. Because I know when I came into senior leadership for the Air Force, I hired a coach because I was like, I know I have talents and accomplishments, but I don't know if I'm ready to to lead this huge organization in the Air Force, so I need somebody to kind of help me, and so that's what kind of made me get in there realizing, you know, the stuff that you can do to help a leader be a better leader.
0: Okay, that's great. We need stuff like that, you know. I feel like a lot of times being a leader, I'm a leader myself. You're clearly a leader, you know. you don't know everything and you need motivation as well you know yeah. and i yeah. feel like a lot of times people think that if you're a leader oh you have it together oh you i don't know how you do this this and that meanwhile i'm like a basket case like trying to figure out oh my god how do i do this i gotta do this i have to figure this out how do I, you know
1: you get people <laughs> to understand that we walk around as the leaders and they're looking at us like you're the leader i woke up i was just john this morning i'm <laughs> I need a haircut. Oh my yeah. god, you know, my kid got an appointment. I'm walking around just as me and y'all looking at me like, oh, that's the chief. He's this, he's that. Right. And if you knew what was going on in my head, oh so. my goodness. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, you know, that's a good segue into we're talking about organizing your mindset today. Right. right? How yes. in the world do we do that? How can I not be a basket case?
1: Listen, <laughs> a- and that was the part. So just a really quick story. I was listening to some of your podcasts, and there was one uh, you were in in the play with him. Was it a Raisin' in the Sun? Or what? Yeah, yeah, a yeah, Raisin'
0: like in the were, Sun. You
1: were, you were in the play. He was talking about his accomplishments, and I was like, yo, he was in the room with Martin Sheen and all yep. these people. I don't know if I deserve But then oh. I have to remember some of the things I've accomplished. You know, So during the NFL playoff, you'll see an Air Force commercial on there. And then I had to remember I did that, you know. I built the team. I, you know, the contract, everything we did. So I'm like, I deserve to be in these rooms too. And I think organizing your mind, you know, one, it's important to understand that you deserve to be in rooms, whether you have already created or you're in the, you know, process of creating. So the first thing to organize your mind, I tell people, give yourself space for grace, because you know we judge and we judge ourselves really difficultly. Like for instance. I'm not a singer, right? But I was working with a speech coach because the speaker, I need my voice. And the speech coach said, You have a bad opinion of your own voice. And I said, This is true. A lot of people do. And she said, Well, imagine if your voice imagine your voice is an instrument, which it is. She said. You can't play the guitar, but do you judge the guitar because you can't make the sounds out of it? And I'm like, no, I don't judge the guitar because I know somebody else can make it sound good. She said, it's the same with your voice. It's an instrument. You just need to learn how to play it and give it grace. And so space for grace, a lot of times we put a lot of judgment on our thoughts. So if we give ourselves that space for grace, that's the first. Now we can effectively organize when we take the judgment off of it. So then we have to sort without judgment. So like, for instance, one of the examples I like to use is clean clothes and dirty clothes. If I wear my favorite outfit after I've worn it, it's dirty, but it's still my favorite outfit. So just because it's dirty doesn't mean that it's bad. So I don't throw it away because it's dirty. I put it in the appropriate place for dirty clothes and I put the clean clothes in the appropriate. So we have to sort our thoughts. We have to sort how we feel like, you know, sometimes we'll say a thought is Bad, like jealousy, for instance. We'll say jealousy is a weak emotion. It's not. It's just that we have to sort it correctly. And when we sort it, we've got to understand how to organize it. Like my jealousy is bad if I point it towards you because I'm jealous because you got the orange popping and you know your hair is. Red. But if I point it towards me and say, "Hey, man, next time wear orange because you like orange," then I I sort it in the right place. Then. Once you sort things you have to understand your own organization process and that's really important like is it something that I can work on now? Is it something that I have to wait until later? Is it something that is in my power to change? Or is it something that's in somebody else's power to affect the change? So you have to understand how, where, and, and these are like little buckets. So in my mind, these thoughts, these things I want to do, these things I want to accomplish, these things that are in my heart, that are strong desires, what bucket am I putting them in? Am I putting it into to do now, to Later to ask for help, to outsource. And so you figure out where you need to put these thoughts once you've taken judgment off of them, once you've given yourself grace, once you've understood the organization process. And then my task starter, I always encourage people to go for quick wins. What is the thing that you can accomplish the quickest and the easiest or both? And once you get to something you can accomplish quickly, is that's how you kill analysis, paralysis, and organizing your mind. you know, um, One of the examples I use is when I'm cleaning my apartment, I do usually have people to come in, but obviously I have to clean in between. And when I have to clean it, the quickest thing to do is to take out the trash and change the beds. And then everything seems to fall into place after I do that. But those are two quick things that I can do. Get those done in about 10 minutes. And once I do that, now I can get to all the other difficult stuff. And with our mind, if we can do the quick things and create that space, then we can get over to the bigger pieces. Because not only have we gotten a quick win, but now we have confidence. And that's the important thing to organize in your mind. A lot of times we just sit back and we let our mind run rampant. But when we have the confidence to attack even those uncomfortable thoughts and those uncomfortable things, then we're able to really get our mind in a place where we're we're in control. They say a lot of times, you know, that if you clean your space, it'll clean your mind. And I feel like a lot of times it can work the other way around. If you get your mind going, your space suddenly needs to be a different way so that you can continue to establish those changed mind processes. But then the most important thing is you gotta schedule periodic check-ins for progress and stay on track. I mean, I might one Saturday take over the world, but by Wednesday, I'm back in the funk. So Mm -hmm. periodically we gotta be checking progress, I'm big on accountability partners, it could be your friend, it could be your mama, it could be your sister, you know, whoever, you know, a coach, you know, but whatever you need is to to stay accountable to a process. And it needs to be periodic, you know, you can't say, okay, I'm gonna check back in six months, especially if your mind is disorganized and it's been perpetually disorganized. You need to be checking in every couple of weeks at the minimum, and then you can start, once you start to have success and start to get into a pattern, And you can let it flow a little further on. So didn't mean to talk so long. You just asked me a simple question.
0: (laughs) You know, but I think the thought of, you know, doing a check-in ever so often, that's a great idea. And that's not something that I've ever thought about because just this week, you know, Monday, I was great. I was, you know, getting my tasks completed and all that stuff. (laughs) Tuesday, I was in a funk, you know, like Tuesday is like, Why am I doing this? I don't want to be here. You know, like, why?
1: Something in the air Tuesday.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe the energy, maybe the moon. I don't know. There
1: you go. There you go.
0: (laughs) But you know, like, Monday, I was so motivated. Tuesday, I wasn't. So, why is mindset important when it comes to, you know, completing our tasks and accomplishing our goals?
1: I mean, you said it best, you know, when, when it comes to mindset, there are times when you just don't feel like it, you know, and you really have to find a way to get out of that because consistency is key. And so one of the biggest things to consistency is you have to, so I have a a product that I put out on my socials called the Monday morning mind hack. And I want to give people mind hacks to reconsider. One of the things I love is I don't, I don't got to do it. I get to do it. And that's not mine. I stole that from somebody. But, you know, know, like, if I'm upset because I'm stressed over being a single parent, but then I think about it. I get to be a single parent. I get to be involved in this child's life. I get to be able to handle this. And I'm blessed to be able to handle it because I have the resources to, like this isn't an issue where somebody needs to help me. I can I just have to change my mind. How do I feel like, oh, I got to get up and get people ready for school and this, that, or I get the opportunity to get up And send my son to school with a positive mindset, feeling good, looking good, smelling good, all that good stuff. So mindset is important because when you're able to crack the mind, scientists say we don't use all of our mind. I'm not a scientist. I will just take their word for it. But we do know that under certain stresses and certain pressures, the for instance, if my space was disorganized and I was about to have company in 30 minutes, I promise you, I would figure out a way to get my space looking good in 25 minutes. Oh, to yeah. look. But if I sit around and say, man, it's going to take me a couple of days, it'll take me a couple of days. It's all about the mindset. Once you decide to do a thing, it's just like the pathways open up. So mindset is incredibly important.
0: OK, so for the people who are feeling sad stuck. Okay, I have mm-hmm. to, Um, I have to confess last year 2023 wasn't the best year for me. I was stuck the majority of the <laughs> year. There were I had some health issues. I had to, you know, deal with some health issues, surgery, things like that. I'm good now. <laughs> but you know, there were also things that I had to like reevaluate in my business. And I'm like, what is life like? What am what am I doing here? Especially like when you're an entrepreneur, I feel yes. like, it has you questioning, like, what am I doing? I could easily just do a nine to five, not have, it, not have to worry about, you know, paying someone for this, like figuring out payroll. If you have that hiring an assistant for this, you know, hiring contractors, um, you know, doing my taxes, doing my business paperwork. And right. sometimes, you know, you just, it's like, what am I, what am I doing here? Right. But you know, it's just like, you know, feeling a little that overwhelm when it comes Mm -hmm. to did I bite off more than I can chew and then when you have so many things going on it's like well I'm just gonna sit here and I'm just not gonna do it right so there are some people who just feel stuck luckily for me um you know, of course I, I found my way out of it. I reevaluated some things. I cut the things that I didn't need to cut. I changed some things around and I was okay. And I love the start of a new year because I feel like the start of a new year, the start of a new month, the start of a new week, that gives you the chance to start over. Yes. So yeah. what do you tell people that feel stuck?
1: So the first, and, and you really, you know, hit a lot of it on the head, but the first thing me, it's really important for me. Is I think a lot of times we don't give ourselves space to feel what we're feeling, you know, and to sit with it. I'm feeling stuck. Acknowledge that. That's a real, like, part of that, when I was talking about organizing your mindset, taking the judgment out, I feel stuck. And I honor the fact that right now I feel stuck. My health, because, you know, I think about what you're talking about. Um, I'm a disabled vet. Well, I almost don't want to use that term because there's nothing, you know, functionally wrong with me but there's some things right Right. and so you know sometimes i wake up and i say wow you know i'm really broken i I don't move like i used to i can't Mm -hmm. do you know this that and then i just honor the fact that i feel like that and then the first thing i do is i just think about all the things that i accomplish and it could be on a daily it could be what i've accomplished in a month what i've accomplished in a year another one i like to use is what have i accomplished in life I, i a lot of people that I coach, I have them to just make a list of life accomplishments. It could be winning the spelling, being third grade. Just make a list of them. List as many of them as you can remember. So you can remember who you are and what you've done and what you've overcome and where you've come from. And then, you know, the second thing is, you know, once you feel it, once you remember who you are, you've got to understand what you can do. You know, like, like when we opened up and I talked about how. I didn't know if I was uh, qualified to be on the show, you know, with some of the guests that I saw. And then I look back at my resume. We don't, one of the things that we don't do We, when we're sad or when we, something doesn't go our way, we let that marinate. Like we just marinate in it, man. We let that seasoning get all in us. But when we win, when we accomplish things, we may celebrate for a quick minute and then we move on to the next thing. Most of the time we don't even celebrate, you know, you, I looked on there. you have all these episodes and, you know, are you going to celebrate? Wow, you know, most podcasts don't get past three episodes, you know? And have we taken time to celebrate that? Now, I know as a podcast host, I know what we do. We look at metrics like, and you know, I'm only getting about 10, 15 people to watch each episode. Somebody just posted on social media, they got 100,000 views in three days, and I'm like, I haven't got 100,000 views total. And we do all of that, but we don't Celebrate the fact that we started something, and most people get excited, they have a machine behind them, and they go two, three episodes and they're out. And mm-hmm. here we are showing up over and over again. So, when you're stuck, give yourself grace, but you got to remember who you are, what you've accomplished, what you've done. Be a hype man. And, and I keep that list on my phone of accomplishments. You know, the other day I was going through that, I was like, Oh, wow, man, I was the MVP of football in ninth grade, and that was. 35 years ago, <laughs> <laughs> but I celebrate me because I mean, you're an entrepreneur, you're showing up, you're making a positive impact, you know, payroll, hey, you're making positive impacts in other people's financial lives, you know, so it's all these things that you do and how important you are. Sometimes you just got to remember who you are.
0: Okay. That's great. All right. So that brings me to the question of gratitude Mm-hmm. practicing gratitude how do you feel about practicing gratitude do you think that it has a positive effect on your mindset
1: absolutely absolutely no gratitude is essential like I think you know I was talking about grace and feeling what you feel but gratitude is so this year uh similar to you I had um and I'm not trying to co-opt your <laughs> your journey but 2023 just wasn't what you expected of me it was difficult and i really was questioning you know am i built for this do i have what it takes and this year you know some of the same issues have popped up but i changed my mindset i'm just i'm grateful uh there's gratitude i'm like you know these opportunities are here and sometimes opportunities are disguised as work and you know having to get through things but that gratitude just just to stop and just say, I am grateful for all these things. Like, I think sometimes we forget the things that we have to be grateful for. So if we take a pause and just show some gratitude, we realize, you know what? My life is a lot better. My situation is a lot better. The outlook is a lot better. So instead of me complaining, I'm just going to be thankful. So no, it's essential. I think I will put gratitude like all the way up at the top of the list. got to be grateful.
0: So... Speaking of gratitude, uh, the law of attraction, is the law mm-hmm. of attraction real? Do you think it's real? Um, Whenever I read things about law of attraction, it's about practicing gratitude and being grateful for the things that you have and the things that you don't have yet.
1: What are your mm-hmm. thoughts on that? So you asked me such a definitive question. I will say, in my opinion, the law of attraction is real. Being a As they put an energetic match a vibrational match uh the law of attraction when i reached out to you i was like yes this is right then afterwards i started having those self-defeating thoughts but it was a match so i was telling a story on social media um i met this speaker at an event and he was just amazing and i was such a big fan And after one of his speeches, he was just making a joke. He was like, yeah, if y'all ever want to talk to me, just give me a call. It was just something he was using. It was, you know, just something you use in your speech to endear yourself to the people. Well, I was young. I was in my early 20s. He said, call him. I was going to call a couple months later. I went and found the number, called the receptionist, answered. And I think I caught her off guard because she was like, who can you speak to? Who, Who is this? And I'm like, this is John Singletary. And I think I just said it with so much confidence and like I was supposed to be there that she just patched me in. And I had a whole conversation. I love it. Because that law of attraction, I was an energetic match to the thing that I wanted, you know, and and I just dropped an episode talking about sometimes what you don't know can help you, you Mm -hmm. know? So, (laughs) Mm -hmm. so absolutely. I do believe in the law of attraction.
0: I love that. I feel like, when we're younger as well, we have more confidence, right? Because let me tell you, like (laughs) I'm in my 40s now, but when I was like in my 20s, like I was so bold, like I moved from Nebraska to Atlanta because I wanted to work at CNN. I didn't have a job at CNN yet, but I wanted to work at CNN and eventually Mm -hmm. I did. And of course, after a few years, I realized it wasn't for me, (laughs) you know, but I told myself, at 22 years old, I want to work at CNN, I'm going to work at CNN, and I went and I did it right. And, and like you said, it could be the maybe the ignorance of youth or whatever. But I was so bold, then I feel like, as we get older, we're more aware of of the world, we have the experience, you know, we've had our successes and our failures, you know, throughout life and everything. And then So then I feel like when you go through adversity, it makes it a little bit tougher to shift your mindset. You know, like as we get older, we go through a lot. We we're now losing people in in life, right? Like as you get older, parents are dying, friends are dying,
1: dying. grandparents,
0: you know, things of that nature. Um, And I feel like that can also kind of shift like your mindset as well. So when people are going through things, what? How can they? I guess how can they have a positive outlook?
1: That's a great question. Um, you know, I've gone through some things. Like right now, I'm going through something because you said you were in your forties. I'm in my forties, and I look so much older than you. So, like right now, I'm feeling away. But
0: <laughs> okay, I'm on the younger end of
1: forties. <laughs> I'm going through some things now. You know, I'm ha- nah. You look
0: fine to me. So. <laughs>
1: But you know, you know, the
0: black don't crack. You got that nice salt and pepper beer going on. So,
1: hey. all more salt than pepper for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I just woke up like this one day. No, but um, going through things. Now, you said a lot. It's like as we get older, that's the thing with the younger. We haven't experienced anything. So, nobody's told us that it wouldn't work. So, we're willing to try it. But as we get older, we've realized. That we go through things that it's not going to work. That and so I am not a fan of the toxic positivity. You know, like um, I went through, or grief is a lifelong process. So my son's mother passed, and it's almost been six years now. And uh, you know, there were some people that couldn't hold space for my grief, so they just be like, "Everything's going to be all right. You know, God's going to take care of you," and this, that, and the other. But a lot of people didn't want to say it is okay for you to be broken right now because this is something painful. Mm-hmm. And so, when people are going through things, I don't want to encourage people to just be positive. All oh, life is good. Things gonna work out eventually. Like really understand what you're going through and feel it and respect it. Like because that grief process. You know, I've lost all of my grandparents. You know, my my mother is getting older. So when you talk about that, the mortality, lost friends, and some days. That grief is just as significant as when it first happened. And we have to give space for that. So I would say to remain positive, give yourself the permission to hurt, to miss, to cry, to grieve your situation, your people, whatever it is. The positivity will come knowing that, one, there was some good to it one of the things that helps me is remembering all of the jokes and the great memories of my son's mother and and the impact that she had my friends i remember the good times we had it hurts that they're not here but i know who they were what we shared what they poured into me what they meant to me and i feel like taking that forward a part of them is with me and so there's positivity and joy in going forward to know that i'm not going alone The things that I accomplish and experience, this is us experiencing that because they're part of my journey now too, but not just people, but things really just give yourself that space to feel it like that toxic positivity of just, I don't want you to feel bad. And it it comes from a place. We love somebody. We don't want them to hurt and we can't fix it. (laughs) You know? So we try to say stuff like, oh, you'll be okay. And look, it'll be over. But no, right now it sucks acknowledge that it sucks right now, but have courage to navigate that. And, you know, moving forward, there'll be days that don't suck, you know? Yeah. You, you just have to have a strong belief that tomorrow is going to present opportunities for better uh, better days.
0: That's good. It's, I love how you said that, like, you don't have to be positive all the time. It's Ooh. okay. To mm-hmm. sit and you know and be sad. That's okay. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to feel what you're feeling.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. we have to. <laughs> if we don't feel what we're feeling, immediate. Eventually, the feelings are going to take us over. So, mm, yeah. might as well deal with them where they are before they they become big, strong monsters and they come. Oh, yeah, like us.
0: Okay, so then can you give me your top tips on organizing the mindset? So we you taught us so much throughout this podcast already, but what would you want people to take away from this? If if they only take away just a couple of things, what should that be?
1: They only take away a couple of things. Um, one of my biggest beliefs is, is that a lot of the limitations that we put, whether well, you know, so we'll use organizing your mind. One of the biggest limitations that we have in doing that is that we place limits on ourselves. And one of my mentors, he said it, and it's so simple, it's so cliche-ish, but it, it just, it hits. It is amazing what we can do when we take the limits off of ourselves. And, you know, again, I talk about feeling what you feel, acknowledging what you sense as real in your life. But Here's one of my favorite examples, and I use a lot of examples. I'm I'm an analogy guy. That is my favorite way to communicate. But you know how when the lottery gets really big and everybody be like, oh, I'm going to get a lottery ticket. So you start thinking about, I'm going to get that lottery ticket, and you start imagining what you're going to buy if you win. And you start thinking about your house or car or paying off all your debt or investing in your business, just all the things. And then as you keep thinking about it, it almost feels like you're right there and that feeling it builds up. I tell people all the time, with your limitations, what happens is we start imagining that better life that's in us, like everything that is created outside of us came from inside of us. So the lives that we live, the things that we have, it was a thought first, and it was something that we created out of our hustle, our effort, our ingenuity, our ideas, but we had to create it. So when we allow this thing that's within our heart to have time, to simmer on the pot and really cook good instead of, because when, when I start thinking about my business being huge and me being a big economic driver and, you know, speaking on stages and all of the amazing things that I imagined for it, I stopped myself and be like, man, ain't nobody going to pay you to do all that. But, you know, in the book, um, Think and grow rich, they say that you can have these amazing things, but you have to decide what is it that you are going to give to the world for payment for you to have all this affluence. And I think all of us have something within us. So if we would focus on that, we will recognize that we can overcome the disorganization of our minds, the disorganization of our life, the disorganization of our finances, and we can go find the information, the tactics, the techniques, the tools, the people to put in our circle to change everything that's going on in our life. But we have to start taking the limits off of ourselves so i can say anything take the limits off of yourself allow yourself to dream again you said it great when we were young we felt free to dream i'm i'm moving to atlanta because cnn is headquartered in atlanta i'm going there because nobody told you you couldn't right so you were not going to tell yourself that you couldn't and we we tell ourselves that we can't nobody else is telling us this we just tell it like like there are people that see me and you and they think. I remember one of uh, my coworkers, I was telling her about some of the struggles I was having with entrepreneurs. She said, I had to get off the phone. I said, why? She said, I I just can't listen to you like this because in my mind, there's nothing that you can't do. We watched you move mountains when you were in the military. So in my mind, there's nothing impossible. So right now I can't stand to listen to you talking about what you can't do. And I laughed, but it made me realize, you know, I think I'm telling myself I can't, it's nobody else. So take the limits off of yourself, organize your mind, organize your future and dominate. That's what I'll tell people.
0: All right. Take the limits off yourself. Okay. Take the limits off. I got to always say that to myself too now. Okay. Take the limits off. Yes. I love that. I, I love say that. it
1: every day because you know, you start getting them self restraining thoughts. You take these limits off myself. I can do this. I haven't even tried and I've told myself no, you know. <laughs>
0: right right okay great okay i love that all right so switching gears just a little bit one of my favorite things to ask everyone that comes here is um what are your favorite organizing products or productivity tools
1: organizing products or productivity tools so i'm a big uh i'm not as technical as you at it you know i'm trying to do a little research but i love like i got a whole bunch of them around here around me those little compartment boxes that you could stack on top of each other. Cause I'm really big on a place and space for everything. Like my mind works that way and my space works that way. And one of the funny stories is um, I'm originally from Texas. Um, my last duty station before we got to D.C., I'm in D.C. Um, before I was in Illinois, we had this huge space, man. I had a laundry room, I had extra closets in the hall and all this got to D.C. I'm you know, well, I'm in Alexandria right outside of D.C. I wanted to live in the city. I wanted a high rise living. Ain't no space in here. (laughs) I don't have a laundry room. I had a laundry closet. (laughs) I had to buy a little organizational thing. So my favorite thing are those little boxes are you know, my son has this longer closet, so half of it is his clothes because I got a lot of clothes in my closet. We're not doing that in my closet. So these these little boxes and compartments where you can put out. Uh, I love that I bought luggage that has them, you know, so whenever I travel, because I don't like to check luggage, so it has all of the different compartments for your toiletries, for your supplements, you can put your undergarments here and there. I just love little compartments to organize that and then for mine um i have an app i forget the name of it but it just reminds me to stop and be mindful i think it's a mindfulness app or something like that because i move a lot and i don't take time you ever been driving somewhere and don't even remember how you got there you just know that you know how to get there and you don't remember where All the time. I I have to slow down and notice the trees and the road and and Mm. be really present because I'm always what's next and I need to focus on what's now. So I have an app that slows me down and allows me to be present in the moment because that is a weakness of mine to Mm. be present right here in Mm. the moment.
0: Mm. I need you need to share that app with me when you figure out what that is because I need that too. Cause so many times I'm driving and I'm like, oh, I'm here already. Wait a minute. What, what happened? I really? was like zoned out, like on autopilot mm-hmm. zoned out the entire time. And it's like, okay, I can't have this happen again. Absolutely. And then again.
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Okay. But those are, that's great. Okay. So now can you tell me what is your greatest professional achievement?
1: Mm. Um, My teams, honestly, uh, I had a lot of personal stuff, but when I got into senior leadership, just watching my team succeed, I had a lot of people get promoted, win awards. And that's just always been, you know, people got to realize. And so later on in my career, probably the last 10 years of my career, um, I was a fixer. So they would put me on teams that were failing, and I'd come in and turn those teams around. And, you know, at the end, you know, I was running the entire Air Force recruiting and turned it around and <laughs> we got in all kinds of trouble, but I was really, um and I had to fix it. So, but I was really proud of the fact that, you know, people that I'd had the privilege to work with, you know, were getting promotions and were um, being recognized for their hard work and were understanding what they had inside of them. So when I see them living a better life, not just military wise, but you know, in their relationships and their families, you know, having better relationships with their children. We were big on, we gotta give time back so people can have some kind of balance and all these things. Those are my proudest accomplishments. We had, you know, the kind of resume builders, but my um, leadership ethos was always people first, people always, you know, so. It was always about the people. So that, and and they still reach out to me. So that's one of the things they still love me, even though I've been retired for two, almost two years now.
0: <laughs> John, thank you so much for joining us and sharing your wisdom about mindset with us. I really appreciate it. Can thank you, you tell everyone? Thank you. Can you tell everyone how they can find out more information about you?
1: Absolutely. All things John Singletary are at www the help myself podcast.com that's where you can find the book uh, you can uh the podcast all of my socials you can contact me for coaching everything is there at www.thehelpmyselfpodcast.com
0: thank you all for joining us be sure to tune in next time for an all-new episode